I'm Bridget Fennessy, and this is your Dumpster Fire for the month of March 22nd to April 25th. And the unicorns dance while the world burns, world burns, world burns. And the unicorns dance while the world burns, world burns, world burns. <laughs> the world is burning, folks, and we're all here together come together in this time and warm yourself by the dumpster fire <laughs> jesus guys i leave for a month and i come back and it's out of control <laughs> you can't leave you people for anything this is what you do you destroy the world we t- stop telling jokes for one month because i may or may not have had coronavirus <laughs> nobody here wanted to take the chance <laughs> I'm pretty sure you did. Bridget was in denial about it. You refused to believe it, even though all your symptoms pointed to coronavirus. (laughs) Look, just because I had a fever that wouldn't break for three weeks and occasional shortness of breath, a cough, and a weird ear infection, and some stomach issues, (laughs) doesn't mean I had the coronavirus. Well, uh, we've missed you. Well, I've missed you. I can't speak for my cohorts, ladies. Have you I'm, missed our fans? I miss you guys. I've missed you. I've missed this for sure. We've all been in a little bit of a quarantine hole of depression as well. <laughs> yes. I'm sure some of you can relate out there. And if you are, hopefully this will cheer you up and also terrify you because that's really the mood around here. <laughs> that's what our job is. Hopeful yet also terrified and deeply disturbed. Starting it off, Troll in Chief. This. The Daily Shit Show. The Daily Shit Show. Can we please open the golf courses and let Trump start his rallies again? Because now he's taken having daily press briefings for the nation. Sam loves them, though. Sammy flaps and folds. I watch them every day. I just don't. I feel like they're just too disturbing. kill myself after a week of that. (laughs) Well, they go for like two hours and it's my least favorite dynamic, which is the president and the press. Uh They're always asking these leading questions like, when you murdered babies, what was that like? Exactly. He's always answering ridiculous answers. Case in point, this last week in which he just floats the idea, thinking out loud, of Perhaps injecting disinfectants into your body to fight coronavirus. The disinfectant, where it knocks it out in a minute, one minute. And is there a way we can do something like that uh, by injection inside or or almost a cleaning? I mean, it's it was totally mis misquoted, taken out of context. This is what always happens with Trump. He'll say something thinking out loud. He does this often. He'll have a thought. And mind you, the press briefing for, you know, when you're giving information in a time when people are confused and scared and it's a pandemic might not be the best to have your ideas about what scientists should be studying for a treatment. (laughs) Nonetheless, he gets up there and immediately, and this is always what happens with Trump, which is what frustrates me so much, is that I'll see something like, suddenly the headlines are, Trump tells America to inject bleach. And I'm like, okay, this can't be right. Maybe it is, 
but it can't be. And then things get so taken out of context, misquoted, and then you end up having to defend him because what he originally said was bad enough, but they can't just quote that. They have to make it a hundred times worse. And then in order to have any kind of journalistic integrity whatsoever, you need to try and attribute what he said correctly, which is not that he thinks that we should inject bleach and maybe get blasted with UV sunlight. But he did say something close enough that I now have to fact check it. And then there are people in your mentions who are like this cabal of Trump whisperers. And they're all like, actually, he said disinfectants, if you even make a joke about it. Uh And then you have all these people. But the minute that they go out and defend him, his defenders, he will come and walk it back like he did yesterday and said that it was he was being sarcastic, which he wasn't. Can you clarify your comments about injections of disinfectant? No, I was asking a question sarcastically to reporters like you just to see what would happen. And then the press will report that as if it's true. Right. So it's just a clusterfuck shit show of untruths, gaslighting, and insanity. And I can't take it anymore. <laughs> I can't take it anymore. But I really can't. Honestly, it is the fact that I'm even having to Google, did Trump tell Americans to inject bleach <laughs> shows how be- far beyond parody we've gone. And we are completely through the looking glass. I am Alice. This is Wonderland. And my dog is the white rabbit. She's not a dog. She's a rabbit. You have to believe that because I told you. And if you fact check me, I'm going to have an army of people saying, actually, no, Hope identifies as a rabbit. That's the world we're living in. I know. We're all being gaslit. Everybody. And it's so frustrating because you start feeling like you're going crazy and you start not being able to trust what you saw or heard. And then the right accuses the left of manipulating language. But the right does the same thing a lot of the time. They're both doing it. Yeah. Trump said something that was dangerously close enough to injecting bleach that I had to Google it. People had to fact check it. And some at least one person out there is probably gonna drink bleach to own the libs just to, like prove those crazy libs wrong <laughs> and because the president told him to yeah the whole thing is beyond parody the whole thing is living in a simulation this whole show is on the nose i'm probably a simulation i don't even think that I, i'm doubting the realness of myself at this having point an existential I, crisis I, yeah <laughs> right now this is only the first topic <laughs> We're off to a great start, as you can see. I've gone crazy in one month. Maggie is slowly slipping into nihilism that I'm worried we'll never be able to pull her from the depths of. And Sam is just binge-watching <laughs> non-stop reality television and turning her brain into goo. <laughs> Please help. This show is now a cry for help. I know, right? <laughs> Moving on to journalism, there was an Atlantic piece called The Lazy Authoritarian, basically criticizing Trump for being too lazy to be a dictator. Guys, what are you doing? (laughs) Can we have a little chat? Is everyone okay out there? The Trump is literally Hitler crowd is angry that Trump isn't Hitler enough. And it's 
they're it's almost like they're daring him constantly into seizing more power. Can you absolute lunatic stop doing this? I'll see people who all day long on Twitter are like, Trump is Hitler, Trump is Hitler, look at Trump, he's a dictator. And then the minute that he's not calling for martial law to shut the nation down into a quarantine, they're like, Why isn't he calling for martial law? I'm like, but this <laughs> is nonsensical. You want the guy you think is Hitler to seize power and shut the nation down? You're fucking lunatics. Is there no intellectual honesty left other than stakeums, which we will get to? (sighs) Everything's fine. Everything is fine. My therapist said to repeat, everything is fine. (laughs) (laughs) Then we had Chris Cuomo staged his post-quarantine return video after a very public altercation with a cyclist at his second home in the Hamptons. So Chris Cuomo reemerged from quarantine like a little folk hero emerging from his coronavirus retreat that he had in his basement of his mansion. The official re-entry from the basement, cleared by CDC, a little sweaty, just worked out, happens. Made a very public display of coming up from his basement and seeing his family for the first time, hugging but not really hugging his wife. My wife, yeah, right. His children looking on, kind of bemused. Just give you one of these, just give you one of these, just give you one of these. And you could see in their faces that they knew what a fraud and a phony and an absolute hack their dad was. And he even said that his 17-year-old daughter was rolling her eyes while she was filming it, and he thought it was being cute, but I'm sure it's because she knew dad got into a very public altercation with a bicyclist four days earlier when he was... Out strolling around with his family. At his second property of his mansion that's being built in the in the Hamptons. And he had publicly come out and said that he tested positive for, for coronavirus. And so some biker saw him, bicyclist, and called him on it. Holy smokes, it's Chris Cuomo. Um, I'm fairly outspoken. And I just said, don't you have the coronavirus? Shouldn't you be quarantined? And he was like, I will meet you. I will meet you. <laughs> and then came went on a radio show and he said, I'm not going to let some fat, tired, fat-ass bicyclist come and talk to me. I don't want some jack loser, fat, tired biker um, to be able to pull over uh, and get in my face and in my space and talk to me. I don't want to hear it. His response was crazy. Chris Cuomo has... Rage issues. Yeah. He needs anger management. His network should should make him take anger management. Well, we know steroids don't cure coronavirus anymore <laughs> or ever. <laughs> I will meet you. It's crazy that CNN would even allow this shit because it was very well known that he got in this altercation. Mainstream media acts like there's no internet. Again, gaslighting. Right. We are, it is gaslit nation. The right. entire thing is a sham. Gee, why does the president call you guys fake news? I have no fucking idea. If you want journalistic credibility, why would you do something like this? You undermine all your credibility. You know we can Google things. It's not like we're imagining this. And then it's even creepier and more disturbing that they just ignore it and act like it doesn't exist because that to me is insidious and shows that they just don't actually give a fuck if we know the truth or not. They're going to blatantly lie to our face and expect us to swallow it. This is the dream. 
just to be back up here doing normal things. All of these journalists make the story about them. Uh -huh. They're so narcissistic. All of our entire ruling class are just detached narcissists who have no concept of what it's like in the real world. Cuomo's wife has a blog and she's talking about how he was drinking. It was all this like hippie sh He's also been sitting in the sunlight and sauna every day. Oh, right. Which seems that was to make part. him feel better and has helped with his fever. Oh, really, Chris Cuomo? You've been in your sunlight and sauna? I don't want to hear about your fucking sauna treatment. Most people can't even get a test. I know. Imagine the level of disconnect that you would post about the organic food that your husband is eating in quarantine, which he's not actually in, in one of your two houses in the Hamptons while people are waiting in bread lines and you're writing about how he has a sauna treatment every day. What? What is happening? How can you be that disconnected? How? Know. And like no self-awareness. And then there's Brian Whiny Bitch Stelter. <laughs> I think it's become a meme at this point on the internet that all of Brian Stelter's tweets should start with Dear Diary. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, he had one It was like... I crawled in bed and cried for our pre-pandemic lives. Tears that had been waiting a month to escape. I wanted to share because it feels freeing to do so. Now is not a time for faux invincibility. Journos are living this, hating this, like everyone else. Journos are living this too, guys. We're just like you with our sunlighting our perineum and drinking our organic juices just the self-pity in that there's nothing wrong with having your feelings about like people are struggling i we get that he's showing off his vulnerability that's what it right. is he's showing it off it's he's grandstanding about it it's performative vulnerability Ugh. and it's the kind of thing where it's like he it's the it's the male feminist thing well i'm a male feminist it's like showing off my sensitive side and and then oh all the people who are coming after me criticizing it men have feelings too blah 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 it's just like it's all bullshit. And then he did a segment about it, making himself the story again. And he was saying that, you know, guys who are coming into his mentions and were being kind of like toxically masculine, guys like Jesse Kelly for making fun of him for being a little bitch. <laughs> People are waiting in bread lines. I'm sorry, but you bring that upon yourself. And I'm not saying that men shouldn't have feelings. They should. But give me a break. Like, have a little bit of backbone and also have, again, a little bit of self-awareness that there are people who are doctors and nurses and so many people are struggling. I understand it's hard. It is. It's hard for everyone. I let my brain go run loose and it starts thinking about all the people this is affecting and the millions of different ways and variables that I can't even begin to imagine and ones that I can. And it's overwhelming. And then I feel powerless and hopeless. And I might end up in the fetal position, but... I still feel like as somebody who's a journalist kind of or a columnist, especially someone with a platform like him on CNN, like go interview people who are actually fucking struggling. Right. By the way, I'm just glad I'm not with your ass in the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> and I would like to say a little prayer for Brian Stelter's wife. <laughs> just kidding. Kind of. Then we have Parade of Morons. Oh, wow. The parade is going. <laughs> and it's a long one. <laughs> First, Nancy Pelosi goes on James Corden. So again, speaking of our tone deaf, moronic, overpaid leaders, Nancy Pelosi. 
somehow worth three hundred million dollars. I don't know how. Right. How do these people get so rich? Right. I'm going to do a deep dive into Nancy Pelosi's money. Is she just independently wealthy? I don't know. I hope so. I mean, I honestly yeah. hope so. I hope that she didn't start poor and now has $300 million since she's been a lifetime a politician. Public servant. Yeah, a public servant. Or I'm going to burn this shit down. I will be all for anarchy. Next dumpster fire will be me wearing a Antifa mask. <laughs> <laughs> So we've Great. got that to look forward to. <laughs> so Nancy Pelosi, they were going back and forth about a package to bail out small business owners and give small business owners some kind of relief. In the midst of all of this, Nancy Pelosi thought it would be a great idea to go on James Corden and show off her refrigerators, two refrigerators. This is something you can get through the mail. Okay. Run out. Oh, my God. Wow. Other people in our family go for some other flavors, but chocolate, and then we have some other chocolate here. But it was like expensive ice cream. Uh-huh. $12 a pint. <laughs> Jenny's ice cream is $12 a pint. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. The fridge apparently is $25,000. And she has two. I don't want to see the inside. Even when Chris Cuomo is like, we've all bonded together. We're all in this together from his mansion. No. No, this is not, stop saying this is an equalizer. It's not. If you're rich, you experience this differently than if you're poor Mm -hmm. or even middle class. Mm -hmm. And even if you're middle class, you experience it differently than if you're poor. Uh This hurts the poorest and the most vulnerable, coronavirus. If you're in a mansion saying this is an equalizer, you're a f***ing moron. If you're a celebrity, if you're a politician, if you are in the media getting paid $50,000 an episode like Chris Cuomo, you're a f***ing moron. Moron! Moron! Morons! (laughs) Why don't they understand that optics matter? I said this the other day on Twitter. I was talking about how it's clear that a lot of our leaders and media personalities have never had to choose between paying rent or buying food, Mm -hmm. which I've had to do. A lot of us have had to do. Maggie and I went on a cleanse because we couldn't afford food. <laughs> a two-week two cleanse where we my, drank lemon my car juice. was about to get repoed. I forget magically how it didn't, but it's, uh, it, I, I don't know that they've struggled or if they do, they're so far removed from it that they don't remember. But optics matter. I mean, Nancy Pelosi is basically the equivalent of, I mean... Come on, Michael, it's a banana. What can it cost? $10? (laughs) I mean, it's one banana, Michael. What could it cost? $10? She even does kind of look like her. She does. She really does. And then we've got Bill de Blasio. Oh, my God. Our our leaders have all failed us, okay? If you're smart, vote every single one of these people out. Every single one. Both sides don't care. We need fresh meat, fresh do-over. Vote everyone you can out. Everyone. Uh Vote everyone out. That's my message. Except for Gina Raimondo. (laughs) There are a couple who have been decent. Uh But Bill de Blasio is not f***ing one of them. No. This guy is a piece of shit, And he puts everyone on quarantine and closes the gyms and then goes to the gym and walks around the park. These rules apply to us, but not any of them. God forbid. I'm going to be a Bernie bro by the end of this. (laughs) So Bill de Blasio put out a number that you can snap pictures and report people who are not following quarantine rules. 
And America responded in exactly the way I would expect America to respond, which was irreverently and being completely ungovernable. (laughs) Oh, beautiful America. I love you, you crazy (laughs) bastards. And they flooded the hotline with pictures of dicks, pictures of Hitler, and dead groundhog pictures because he killed a groundhog. Bill de Blasio, you commie bastard. Any leader asking you to rat out your fellow Americans should be voted out like the next chance we get. When you see a crowd, when you see a line that's not distanced, when you see a supermarket that's too crowded, anything, you can report it right away so we can get help there to fix the problem. So, America, allow me to give you a little bit of constructive criticism. Just because the virus originated in China does not mean we need to start behaving like China. We don't need to start ratting each other out. We don't need to become a surveillance state. We don't need to give up our rights or privacy more than we already have. And we should not turn on one another. We should turn on our fucking ruling class leaders. Because this is a class war. Because China would like nothing more than to see us divided. Mm -hmm. China would like nothing more than to have us give up our rights. So in regards to what we're about to talk talk about, which is the protesters, I am all for protesting. All for it. Just to be clear. The rally police department said protesting is a non-essential activity. Go fuck yourself. It made me want to put on my little hazmat suit and go marching in the streets because that is guaranteed by our Constitution. Last time I checked, we still have one of those. So I'm all for it. But I think Ben Shapiro said it best that if you are going to try and make the point that you're responsible enough to go back to work and open things up, wear masks, socially distance, don't cluster all around, not wear masks, hugging each other like it's pre-pandemic America, because it's not, and people are getting sick, and still 2,000 Americans a day are dying of this. So have some respect for the situation at hand, and China would like nothing more than for everybody to think this is just the flu. Anyone who thinks they're out there talking about how this is no big deal, you're carrying water for China. It's not just CNN and all the people on the left and the WHO. Anyone who's out there downplaying this is also doing that as well. So which one is it? Is China an authoritarian monster who hid this horrible disease? Or is this just the flu? You don't get to have both. Choose one. COVID did not come from a bat, it came from a lab. So they had all these crazy signs. They're all protesting like bats. Wuhan, Bill Gates for some reason, and 5G. They, it's it's like a mishmash of conspiracy theories. And again, it's the conclusion that you should protest is correct. Some of the reasons people are out there protesting are crazy. And then you have Alex Jones rolling up in his armored car, not really making your protest seem that much more credible. Like we have Alex Jones being like, America is ruled by 5G bats. They're coming for us with the Wi-Fi. They are going to take your children and turn them into toads. We are going to lose 
become all Chinese. That's my impression of Alex Jones. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> and then we also have YouTube will be removing information that is problematic, including anything that is medically unsubstantiated. This is the other problem. And it's this is what I mean about how this is like a clusterfuck of competing things that we need to worry about. Because... These protesters have a right to be upset about not being able to work. People are economically insecure and that being hungry, I don't think people understand that you don't give a shit about social distancing when you can't eat. However, a lot of the people at these protests are retired and it's not lining up. I'm not seeing so many people who are necessarily worried about their working being interviewed or at least not enough from what i've what i've sampled and then there are all these conflicting posters um like there will be a pro-lifer with uh, my body my choice <laughs> like <laughs> there's a lot of anti-vaxxers out there and then youtube will start censoring information anything that is medically unsubstantiated so people saying like take vitamin c take turmeric like those are all will cure you um those are the examples of things that would be a violation of our policy anything that would go against world health organization recommendations would be a violation of our policy again China would love this. China would love for us to censor any kind of dissent. It's important that we are able to have these conversations. Just because you say, I worry about my economic situation doesn't mean I want all the grandmas to die. We can't be shutting down conversations because that is only feeding the conspiracy theorists. Right. When they're saying, oh, this is a WHO and it's like all this crazy shit and it was unleashed and... And now it's just to try and control the population. And I'm like, no, that's ridiculous. And then YouTube is like, actually, we're going to shut down literally anybody who disagrees with what the WHO says. Right. It's such a slippery slope. Like, I understand the kind of like we want good information out there, good medical information, but this is not the way to do it. Well, you also have to allow for it. It's like Michael Shermer always says, the only cure to bad speech is more speech. So you've got to be able to let the argument get out there. But then we live in this time where people believe anything and it's dangerous and it's dangerous. It causes problems. But I still don't think that that's a reason to shut everything down. And does YouTube not realize that half of the content on their site is people putting jade eggs up their yonis? And other crazy kinds of shit to fix whatever weird health worries they have. Unmedically substantiated (laughs) bullshit. Do they not know what their content is? I feel like they haven't been looking hard enough at their own channels. And then also in terms of batshit crazy cures, we've got (laughs) the lady who's covered in Jesus's blood. I'm covered in Jesus's blood. I'm covered in the blood of Jesus and that's protecting me. I'm in Walmart, Home Depot, all of those people. But you could get them sick from what happens. They could get me sick, but they're not because I'm covered in his blood. Thank you very much. There was a great tweet and I cannot for the life of me find it, but it was saying some, it said something about evangelicals are protesting an invisible force ruling their life. (laughs) (laughs) just just let that sink in for a moment dumpster fire for president bernie dropped out that asshole and obama reluctantly and finally endorsed biden i'm so proud to endorse joe biden for president of the united states jesse kelly said that it wasn't like a big deal that that Obama endorsed Biden. He's like, he's the ugly chick at the bar at 2 a.m. that everybody's hitting on. Aww. The last one left. 
I like your compassion. We need a little bit more of that in Dumpster Fire because I am lacking it today. Joe Biden does have the one thing you need to be a president in the United States. A history of sexual harassment. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't make me vote for Joe Biden. Please don't make me vote for Joe Biden. Please don't make me vote for Joe Biden. I don't want to vote for Joe Biden. As we tape, I believe dropout Joe Biden was trending because there was this mind-blowing Larry King interview that seems pretty credible of Tara Reed's mother allegedly calling in and saying that her daughter had been sexually harassed after leaving work for a senator around the same year that Biden was senator and Tara Reed left. Um, I'm wondering what um, uh, a, a staffer uh, would do, do besides go to the press in Washington. My daughter has just left there. Uh, after working for a prominent senator and could not get through with her problems at all. And the only thing she could have done was go to the press, and she chose not to do it out of respect for him. Very serious allegations and also very frustrating because none of these standards are applied evenly. If this was a Republican nominee, the press would be treating this story very differently. Mm -hmm. And that is why no one trusts anything anymore. Because nobody applies their standards equally and everybody's dishonest and nobody's arguing in good faith. And apparently like 90% of our presidents have been sexual harassers. So we've got that. So too. on that note, <laughs> if you're Joe Biden or anyone else watching, touch my bells and buttons. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> nice segue, Bridget. Well done. Like, subscribe, comment. I'm a trashy New Jersey girl and I'm just an old lady on YouTube. I've got a, is my mustache glimmering with sweat yet? Yes. <laughs> Moving on to dumpster diving. What's next in the dumpster? <laughs> oh, boy. God, that feels good. I've missed it so. Las Vegas Mayor Goodman wants to reopen casinos. Las Vegas Mayor Goodman said that she would offer Vegas as a control group <laughs> for America. Hasn't it been because of social distancing that the numbers have been what they are? How do you know until we have a control group? We offer to be a control group. I'm not sure that Vegas agrees with this, but she offered them up as tribute. <laughs> the people who are you know, working on the floor, who are the ones who are going to become infected uh, and potentially well, die. No, you're talking disease. I'm talking life. I'm talking life and living. These are people okay, who have had no to abandon. And I would like whatever cocktail of Xanax and vodka that Mayor Goodman was on the morning she was talking to Anderson Cooper. Uh-huh. He was just like, this isn't, it was, I've seen a lot of crazy, and this was one of the most crazy interviews I've seen. Uh-huh. And just so, so many reversals and talking backwards and insides outs and saying something and then saying she didn't say it and sound slurring and sounding nuts. She is exactly the mayor I would imagine for Vegas, though. <laughs> <laughs> yep. She's also basically everyone's crazy aunt on Facebook. Uh-huh. She was saying that Anderson was being alarmist. I We all have someone like this in our life. Uh-huh. It was like, you're being, you're just being alarmist. You're just being crazy. We need to open up those bars in the middle of the pools that you can just walk right up to and order a pina colada in the middle of the day. 
the best, I think, most hilarious part was when she said something about how the casino owners had good hearts. Speak with the owners of our city casinos every day, almost. And they're all in such pain. I almost fell out of my chair dying laughing. I'm like, <laughs> yes, the casino owners are known for their good hearts. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure These the casino owners are very sad. I get that. Well, no, they, they're very sensitive people that care about their employees and having shut down the businesses here. <laughs> Taking people's life savings without any kind of remorse. Beyond parody, uh, March 25th, The Onion posted a headline, man just buying one of every cleaning product in case <laughs> Trump announces it's, it's coronavirus cure. <laughs> it's a fantasy. Uh-huh. Uh, when reality becomes parody or when parody becomes reality, Satire becomes prophetic. Either way, satire is predicting the future now, except for the flying cars. That's not really satire, though. No, I guess that's sci-fi. Sci-fi is wrong. Satire is right. So start reading all the old satire because you might be able to predict what's going to come down the pipes because... It's getting ridiculous. Yeah. Simpsons predicted Trump. As you know, we've inherited quite a budget crunch from President Trump. And then we've got televangelist Kenneth Copeland tries to destroy COVID-19 with the wind of God. Ugh, another rich person who's worth 300 million, maybe at the least dollars. <laughs> How are you rich? You're a public servant. How are you rich? You're a minister. How am I poor? <laughs> Send me all your money. Believe in me. I will blow God on you. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Bridget Phetasy said she would blow God in an irreverent rant on YouTube. <laughs> Behind the dumpster fire. <laughs> After I make burgers out of your sacred cows, I'm going to blow God out behind the dumpster fire. <laughs> COVID-19. COVID-19. I blow, I blow the wind of God, the wind of God on you. Yeah, that televangelist guy, Jesus Christ. I don't even know. Do we have anything else to say about him? Nothing other than how am I not a millionaire? Hmm. It's prosperity gospel. You're not showing up enough. Kanye's crazy. a billionaire. Yeah. Everyone starts a church and suddenly they're rich. We need to start the church of fetacy. Yeah. I will blow fetacy right into your face and it will cure all your ails. Well, it's already called. It's Chubb, Church of the Unmade Bed. It's true. We already started a church. It's on Fetacy.com, Church of the Unmade Bed. It's not what you think it is, a Chubb or a bed. It's just inspirational quotes, which is probably why I'm not making millions. <laughs> but don't worry, guys. Someday I will. And that's when I'll fake my death and disappear. Moving into <laughs> capitalism always wins. <laughs> Steakums. <laughs> what about them? Never heard of them. They... <laughs> Yeah, neither had I. So Stakem started, their Twitter page started posting these critical thinking beef tips, a thread. A critical thinking is not a singular skill. It's a constant state of metacognition, measuring evidence and recognizing when to defer to experts. It's analyzing this tweet's substance, motivations, credibility and source, not just reading it. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. It's just very... First of all, your name is Stakems. <laughs> How am I supposed to take you seriously? Secondly... It's rumored that you're David Crash's son. I'm pretty sure that's not true, but I still like that rumor a lot because it feels correct in my heart. And now the truth doesn't matter. I can believe whatever I want to believe. I will blow you like I blow God. Oh, boy. 
And then Tim Dillon had a great tweet about it. Shut the fuck up, low rent dog meat. I would eat a Wuhan bat before steak. <laughs> it is so just like patronizing coming from fucking Philly steak meat producer or whatever. Supplier. And how is this the world that we live in that that's the voice of reason I know. right now? This is mediated. This is bad. This is very bad. Sign up for fantasy.com. <laughs> It's only $5 a month. You get to see the fully unedited version of this, which, trust me, what you're seeing is a shit show, and what you're not seeing is an even bigger shit show. I'm not really sure because Maggie is China and censors most of the good stuff and leaves it for all the people behind the paywall because she's smarter than me. <laughs> and also, she doesn't want this shit getting out there because she knows it will lead to me being <laughs> Which is where we are now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yes. Are you ready? <laughs> Maggie's like this. <laughs> Just staring at me. <laughs> like, I hate you. I hate you, Bridget. I hate you so much. <laughs> oh, canceled this week, the world, the global economy, literally everything, and potentially Kim Jong-un. Maybe, maybe not. We're not sure. As we film this, there was rumors that he was potentially in a vegetative state or dead. But we don't really know. No one knows. No one knows. What does that even mean? I don't know what that means. I know one thing. There are going to be a shitload of North Korea experts on Twitter when I go back in there. (laughs) (laughs) The script for 2020 is wild. (laughs) It's fucking ridiculous. Ridiculous. We don't even have the category living proof we're living in a simulation because this entire dumpster fire episode is we offer it as proof to the future people who escape from the simulation that we (laughs) knew what was going on. (laughs) And now for our BDE award. BDE award. Literally. (laughs) We would be remiss if we did not give the BDE award to the internet phenomenon and man who probably showed up in a meme and one of your funny friends' (laughs) (laughs) messages that they sent you. His name is Wardy Wood Joubert III. Goes by Wood. Wood has become the face of coronavirus, and you probably know him as that dude with the huge dick who's in every meme about coronavirus. <laughs> we had to give it to him. We had to. I mean... How he... do you give the big the BDE award to anyone else? And if this is our last episode of Dumpster Fire because for some reason everything collapses and there's riots and martial law and an asteroid comes and there's this massive reset of the simulation and we all spawn over again somewhere just know that our last bde award is also proof that we're living in a simulation (laughs) because it's so on the nose right appropriately given sprained my eyes david geffen posts pictures from quarantine if you're a billionaire on a yacht don't post your pictures. What is it exactly did it read? Because that's just like, it's almost as bad as a Brian Stetler tweet. Sunset last night, isolated in the Grenadines, avoiding the virus. I'm hoping everyone is staying safe while it's a picture of his mega yacht. What a fucking dick. Read the room, David. Read the goddamn room. 
What are He's you on a doing? mega yacht, so his rooms are all pretty lavish. Here's some advice. If you're quarantined on a yacht, maybe shut the fuck up forever. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Wait, wait, I got it. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> there you go. Okay, and then we've got Tom Brady destroys his legacy in the offseason with his attempt to trademark Tampa Bay and Tampa Brady. Oh, Tommy, what are you doing? Yeah, Tom Brady, um, where's your wife? Seriously. This is more embarrassing than that pick six that ended your career. <laughs> this is exactly what wives should be doing, though, is being like, no, no, absolutely not. You can't post that. Don't say that. Don't do that. Don't try and trademark that. What are you doing? Sam thinks it's an adorable dad joke. She's trying to reframe this embarrassment. I think we should give him a little bit of credit, benefit of the doubt. Okay, Sam. I'm going to buy you a Tampa Bay shirt <laughs> and make you wear it around town. And throw things at you. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> that was Maggie. That I was Maggie. a compassionate one. You throw things at me. If I see a, a Tampa Bay shirt on anyone, I'm going to have to resist the urge to throw something at it. And didn't Gronk get... I yeah. thought Gronk was done. He was. He was retired for a full year. A little tired, but Gronk reporting. Isn't and he now brain he's dead? Back. I, he, I don't know. He was, but he wasn't even his last year. He was not looking good. He was just doing a lot of blocking. I mean, this is like watching Joe Biden run for president and call Hillary out <laughs> to be his running mate. <laughs> I have bad feelings about it. I wish them the best. Not really, since you left the New England Patriots, my true love. And hope that you get eaten by an alligator down in Florida. Have you no shame, Tom? Have you no shame? Tom, just no. Just no. No. Like, what What are you doing? What are you doing, Tommy? I hate 2020. <laughs> I hate 2020 so much. I hate it so much. A teacher on women's studies courses at Oxford worries that scientists at the university might be the first to develop the vaccine to COVID. Letting millions die to own the patriarchy. Right. Her argument is that if my university is the first to develop the vaccine, I'm worried that it will be used as it has been in the past to fulfill its political patriotic function as proof of British excellence. The story will be clear. China once again, <laughs> has unleashed a threat to civilization, but the best brains of the UK have saved the world, and that it's all like white men and like doing the research or whatever. I hate everything. <laughs> How are you even having this argument right now? I don't know. Didn't wokeism die with the Wuhan bat? Apparently not. <laughs> I just think it's ridiculous. Do they even hear themselves? No. Yeah, I'd rather millions of people suffer and die, overwhelm our health systems and our entire economy crash than a man come up with the cure. No, it's women like this who give feminism a bad name. Listen. Get the sand out of your vagina. <laughs> get back to work finding the cure. Maybe beat the man at his own game, you lunatic. Speaking of and women what? with sand in their vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> Great segue. That's <laughs> Maggie. Feminists suggest Karen is a sexist slur against women. I, I want to die. <laughs> That's the most Karen thing to do ever. That is the most Karen 
thing to say. Only a Karen would say that being called Karen is the equivalent of being called Hitler. Wait, what'd they say? It's the equivalent of it's a, a racial slur. Women hating based on class prejudice. There was this whole article about people agreeing with her being like, yes, it's sexist, classist, and ageist oh, in that order. Doesn't anyone have anything better to do with their time than bitch and moan about what the most hilarious term for overbearing white women potentially ever in the history of <laughs> mankind, Karen? Karen. Karen. Come here, Karen. Karen, here's the thing. Nobody likes you. <laughs> Nobody. Probably not your own family, maybe your children, but once they get older, they won't like you either because you're overbearing and you're a meddler and you're a know-it-all self-righteous bitch. And you know what? You need to be nice and you need to have compassion and you need to stop ratting people out and you can't always speak to the manager, Karen. I've waited on entire tables of Karens. I know what you want. You just want an orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> So get that sand out of your vagina and get to work. So order yourself a dildo and get busy. <laughs> I just channeled my inner misogynist and I feel pretty good about it. And then finally, in breaking Bridget. <laughs> Bridget is broken. If it isn't clear already. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who broke me this week? Oh, it's old, but Madonna. I'm still broken about Madonna in the bathtub. It's the great equalizer. And what's terrible about it is what's great about it. What's terrible about it is it's made us all equal in many ways. This is the great equalizer. First of all, someone had to film that video. I know. Some poor assistant. You know it's true. And sprinkled rose petals in that bath. Yeah, in a marble bathtub. Can you imagine the lack of self-awareness? You are in a marble tub talking about how it's the great equalizer. I am sweating my sweat pits off in an undisclosed location. When did Madonna become a Karen? She <laughs> lost it to like 50 years of being in the spotlight. I read an article where they were just like, she just can't handle being irrelevant. Yeah, that's what happens when you're famous for mm -hmm. that long. Mm -hmm. She just has to do anything to get attention. But at this point, you're like a child reaching out. It's like negative attention. You'll mm -hmm. take any kind of attention, even if it's people telling you that you're a fucking moron, out of touch, celebrity, talking about how everything is the great equalizer when you're in your marble bathtub with rose petals and your skin shines like it was bathed in milk and your face is plastic and everyone's looking at you thinking you're in, an insane old lady. Yeah, it's really sad. Madonna was, Madonna was Madonna. She was my hero. I know. She was a renegade, a push the envelope. She was, she was like a broke chick in Manhattan who was scrapping away and taking dance classes. And, right, and reinvented herself a million times. And, and now she's, it's like she's in a snow globe. This <laughs> 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 is like crazy reality that I have no... I have no concept of. And then we've got, now as we're starting to do, some Internet is Glorious videos at the end to cheer you guys up from all the insanity. After the dark tour de force that is the three of our brains. These are some videos that have entertained <laughs> us and hopefully entertain you guys. A dash of faith. A can of Pepsi. The uncertainty of day-to-day -day life can take a toll on anyone. That's why Fruity Pebbles has teamed up with Red Cross. Ooh. 
Homegrown Sammy Flaps and Folds on Watkins. Welcome. Woo-hoo. I had no idea Sam was a music major and played the drums. Like, oh, yeah. No freaking she, Sam was a marching band nerd. Sam was a film major and she made a <laughs> prophetic video <laughs> about a, a plague. About yeah, a pandemic. pandemic. <laughs> in, for, in film school, right? We'll show us a brief clip here. <laughs> just to give you just the tip, just so you know how it feels to see the whole thing. But we're going to post the whole thing on Fetacy.com uh-huh. for our our beloveds behind the paywall and our glorious cul-de-sac that has actually been saving my life in this time because it's such a good community. It's really supportive. Everyone's super nice. We laugh and share memes and we have Zooms and I'll talk and gather. We're going to have movie nights. It's super cool. Join $5 a month. You get the unedited version of this shit show. And you also get to see Sammy Flaps and Folds um, artsy fartsy film school videos, which are classics for the ages. Uh, you've also, okay, so you had two articles during this time too. In the past month, I did an article about why I hated Tiger King. I know, controversial opinion for Rebeller. And I did an article for Spectator giving up Twitter for Lent, which I didn't do, but I started doing when I was writing the article. Go to BridgetFetacy.com for merch. We recommend the Capitalism Always Wins mug for such a time. And also the You're Not Woke, You're Annoying for all the Karens. It's good for all the people who know someone like that Oxford professor in their life and they just want to subtly give them a message. Yep. Thank you so much to all of our subscribers on here on YouTube. Thank you for waiting for Dumpster Fire to come back. We're sorry it's been so long. It's been a little bit of a rough month, but we appreciate you still being here. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Thank you, Zen Pro Audio, for the mic. Like, subscribe, comment, touch my bells and buttons. You know what to do. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Cousin Maggie. I love you. You. Thank you, anybody who gave us any tips. You can email us at Weekly Dumpster Fire. <laughs> you can email us Weekly Dumpster Fire at Gmail if you have any stories you want to try and see get in. And we will be back next week, assuming neither one of these two gets the coronavirus. Fingers crossed. Thank you, everybody, for helping each other and supporting each other and giving and encouraging and being light and staying home and doing your part. Because this isn't easy on anyone, and it is heartwarming to see all of the small acts of kindness. So when you feel dark, and when you feel like hopeless and frustrated with our leaders and ruling class, just remember, we have each other, we got this, and we're going to be okay. This has been your Dumpster Fire for the month of March 22nd to April 25th. I'm Bridget Fetessy. Now make me rich!